Hey, welcome to episode 17 of the Juice Box Podcast. This episode is a conversation with a father. He has four children. Two of them have type 1 diabetes. The other two are twins. This guy's name is Matt Bortmus. Matt is um, a guy who reads my blog who reached out and asked to be on the podcast, and then we had a great conversation. So I hope you do the same. Um, among a million interesting things that Matt's going to say over the next hour, one of them is that his first child was diagnosed by a simple urine test during a well visit. And I can't say how important it is for doctors to do these simple, easy, and inexpensive tests at every well visit. If your doctor is not doing them with your children who do not have type 1 diabetes, please ask them to do your child and every child that comes into the office. It's a very inexpensive test. Insurance will pay for it. And finding out that you have type 1 before your blood sugar is over 1,000 and you're about to slip into a coma is a priceless gift. All right. Let's not forget that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and that there is a full explanation of that at the bottom of ardensday.com and juiceboxpodcast.com. Just click on the link that says, can't think what the link says. Unbelievable. It's a simple English word. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. You would scroll to the bottom of my blog and there'd be a link that says, starts with a D, disclaimer. There, that was it. I just fumbled for the word disclaimer for 30 seconds. I'm so sorry. Here comes episode 17 with Matt. Matt, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Oh, great. I can hear you uh, as well. Are you wearing a headset? I am. Excellent. Does that work okay? It's perfect. I just, um, without that, I'll, in the recording, I'll hear my voice bounce around and you're on your side. Oh. So, okay. Just wanted to double check. Excuse me. So, um, <clears throat> they, so Omnipod called me yesterday and they're like, can you last minute go speak at something on Sunday? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So um, they have to call me today to go over some of the details. And I, I sent them this very specific email last night. I said, I can talk to you anytime in the morning from 8.30 until 11. And then after about 12.15, all through the afternoon. Literally called me 45 seconds ago. <laughs> I didn't even say hello. I just picked up the phone. I said, you know, this is the only time I can't talk. And the person said, yeah, I thought that's what you said. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. How did you swing that? Um, you know, so I was like, all right, great. But anyway, um, it's a nice opportunity to talk at a um, at a diabetes event on Sunday. So That's great. Yeah, so pretty cool. Well, um, these don't usually get any real hard open, so we'll just start. <laughs> And I'll make it sound like something happened uh, that started it when I edited it together. So, um, you know, beyond reading your email, I didn't, I didn't put any extra effort into finding out about you because I'd like to find out about you right now. So um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and we'll just start talking. Yeah. Um, well, I'm Matt and uh, I'm a dad with, I have four kids and two of them are with type one. And uh, so that has its 
challenges and uh, uh, my wife works full-time so I'm the available parent during the day I work part-time and my role my job is very flexible so um, I can drop things when I need to and uh, head to school or uh, take you know take the kids to doctor's appointments that kind of stuff so Matt, are you part-time in the house or do you work outside uh, of the house? I work outside. Okay. Yeah. But you're still local to school and the kids and everything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's a fifteen minute drive, but I can I literally can drop things instantly and just leave. That's, so Okay, great. So okay. So f- I heard you say you have nineteen children. Um, <laughs> because anything over two seems like it might as well be a hundred. But you have four kids, two of them have type one, the other two are twins, right? Yeah, the two are twins. They are our youngest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's start with your first child that was diagnosed uh, a girl. I don't know if we're saying names. Yeah. So. I don't... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Aubrey. Um, she's our our second child. She was diagnosed when she was six. Um, she's in first grade. Um, that was back in two thousand nine. And um, she um, we she was in for just a, a regular checkup. We were kind of. <laughs> Uh, with four kids, we were behind on our doctor's appointments. And so school, you know, her back to school physical thing, we hadn't gotten it done. It was November. And, um, and so uh, just in for her routine checkup and our pediatrician always does a, a urine test and, um, it came back with glucose in the urine. And, um, so we, you know, looking back, we saw some signs, um, but nothing, my wife's a nurse, she's an ER critical care nurse. Um, and she had had some concerns earlier, um, when Aubrey was probably three and four, uh, just, you know, lots of drinking, lots of peeing, you know, that kind of stuff. And we had her checked at the pediatrician. They're like, you're, you know, there's nothing wrong. She's fine. You know, I think they thought this is when we lived out, out East in Massachusetts, our doctor, I think thought she was just the, the, you know, the crazy parent who is <laughs> trying to give her kids something. And, uh, he pretends to test your daughter and he walks I, out of the room I, I and just spends five minutes with the nurses going, there's a crazy woman in the other room. She thinks she's a doctor. Said something exactly. about being a nurse. I'm just going to hang out with you for a couple minutes, then go back in and tell her the kid's okay. That's yeah, totally yeah. what it felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so we kind of, you know, we kind of just, okay, you know, there's nothing going on. And, and so uh, we moved here to Illinois and uh, so we'd been here a little over a year uh, when she was then diagnosed. And, um, and so when she was diagnosed, uh, we live in um, Springfield, Illinois. It's the state capital. It's, you know, it's the, it's. That's where the Simpsons live. I know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, everyone thinks about Chicago, but we're downstate and uh, it's, you know, it's a good sized city that draws. It's, you know, all around the area. It's got a, a great medical community, um, but we had no pediatric endocrinologists. And so our doctor sent us just to, you know, an endocrinologist in town and we started seeing him, but it came, it became pretty clear early on that he just wasn't equipped for, for kids. Sure. Just, he didn't know the, the nuances. And, um, and so they ended up sending us down to St. Louis, uh, to a university hospital down there. So I just want to go back for a second cause I have a question. So Aubrey's yeah. diagnosed in 2009 when she's six years old, Yep. but your wife probably saw signs of diabetes when she was Three, three or four. Three yeah, or four. Yeah, what was yeah. her What was her blood glucose when she was diagnosed? Oh gosh, I knew you were going to ask that, and I don't remember. Was it um, ho- Was it, it Was it, was, it overtly it was, high, or was it just no, like? It was not. Oh, it was not horrible. 
Okay, so is it possible then in your mind that for three years, Aubrey's pancreas was sputtering and sometimes you'd get tested at the doctor's office and it would look okay and then maybe you just got lucky at this at this I, I think appointment? so. I think so. I mean, I think it was just this long, drawn-out process. Um, and, yeah, we happened to catch it. I mean, because, um, you know, we she was drinking a lot, but mm. no more so than she always had. Um, and so when we'd had her, you know, <laughs> tested before, and so there was no – nothing was telling us, man, we think something is really, really, really going wrong. wrong. And when she was even diagnosed, her blood sugar wasn't so high that it was a panic situation or anything correct, like that. Correct, correct. So, in fact, they didn't even hospitalize her. So this, this, this urine test that she receives when she's six really is the, an early warning sign still for her. And, and why people talk about all the time that these, these urine tests should be done at, at well visits for every child because, right, right. because you know, maybe you catch something like this. Maybe she doesn't go on for two more years with her pancreas sort of working a little bit and then one day end up with a blood sugar of 900 and, and in the... Um, you know, in the eye, in the NICU, with, exactly. in a real bad situation. So, well, well, then, your 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 um your preventative care actually helped you. And so, about the time I'm imagining you start getting comfortable with diabetes, which is probably some way midway through 2010, you're probably like probably like, hey, you know what? I don't feel as panicked anymore. I'm sort of getting this all of a sudden. Now I'm 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 seeing things before they happen. Everything's slowing down for me. And then your son's diagnosed? Well, our son, he started having all kinds of crazy um, allergy stuff. Um, well, symptoms that they could only, they kept saying, hmm, seems like maybe he's having some allergy issues. And he has allergies. We knew that. We talked about shots at one time. He's got, uh, he's, you know, he's diagnosed with asthma. He uh, had pe has peanut allergies and a couple other nut allergies. Okay. And um, just all these things that were, he just was feeling crummy. Um, his head was always hurting and felt like it was sinus pressure, all this stuff. This was about, it was probably uh, 18 months, um, after Aubrey was diagnosed. Um, and Colin, um, we were, we were getting ready to, we'd been seeing this allergist and they're like, we think he really needs to do allergy shots. We think allergy shots would be the way to go. And, um, you know, we were ready to go. And my wife said, you know, before, before we start this road of these shots, um, I want to have him have a physical. Right. Before just, we head down this road that rule out we're not 100% sure is correct and is going to be long and painful and unpleasant. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it was kind of, yeah, because it was kind of like, I think the doctor just kept saying, we, we think we need to do shots just because nothing else is yeah. working. I'm out of ideas. And Can so, I stick this needle in your kid? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so literally the day before he was just to start shots, we went to our pediatrician. They did a, just a, you know, checkup, a physical kind of thing. Again, a urine, a urine test and his blood sugar was high. And, um, and so, you know, we were dumbfounded, you know, yeah, sure. uh, you know again, <laughs> you know. Hey, look, we're going to get struck by lightning again, sweetheart. Right. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It never comes in the form of a lottery ticket, the lightning strike, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, if something's going to happen in your life that's, you know, statistically improbable, it's it's never a hundred grand. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so Colin was 10 at the time when he was diagnosed. And so, you know, we'd been living with this for 18 months. And, 
this, you know, at this point now, we're already connected with the clinic down in St. Louis. And so um, we immediately make the phone call. They, they want him admitted. So we, we drive to St. Louis. It's an hour and a half for us down St. Louis. And, and uh, you know, they admit him and they start the whole, you know, all the training and all that stuff for diabetes. Of course, it's on our first rodeo. And Colin is a really perceptive, perceptive kid. And we have included the whole family in all of this. And so Aubrey was on a pump and um, already at that time. And, and he knew the drill. And they actually let us out a day early because <laughs> they're like, he knows it. He knows, I mean, he, they're giving him the tests to, you know, see if he knows what he's talking about. And, and he knew it all. So we uh, had a short stay at the hospital. But, um, you know, we uh, then, you know, just then started this new routine of two kids uh, with type one, um, they both mm-hmm. are very different in their type one. You know, they react differently to their highs and lows. And, um, and so it's just, you know, it's always a, do, do you ever find yourself looking at one of them having an issue, you know, just a regular issue and you think, Oh, I know what to do. We'll do this. And then stop yourself and go, Oh wait, you're not that one. You're the other one. Or, or does it, does your brain uh, have a, a silent switch that when you look them in the face, you know, like, because I guess what I'm asking is like, there's so much about the management day to day that is historical. And maybe it only goes back three days historically, but you do those things in your head, like, Oh, at 12 o'clock yesterday, this happened, you, you know? So I remember what I did yesterday. It worked pretty well. I'm going to try it again. I yeah. mean, that, that it's confusing enough with one person. Like I was wondering, like, you know, are you at the diabetes equivalent of looking one in the face and calling them by the other name or, you, you know? <laughs> well, I, I definitely think there are some times when, you know, um, when that does happen. Cause uh, you know, like Colin, Aubrey, when she is high, I mean, she is, you know, we know it. She is irritable. She's, you know, all, right. <laughs> she's just a, not a nice the, person. You know, Arden was yelling and, at me the other day, and I was like, have we checked your blood sugar recently? <laughs> because right, I don't feel like right. we were talking about anything that really deserved this level of response, but okay. And, you know, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so when Colin, and so, you know, Colin's, he's 14 now. And the other day, I don't know, he was just, he's getting all snippy with me. I'm like, have you checked your blood sugar? <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I just checked it. I was one, you know, 110. Well, then, like, you're, then oh. you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, right. You don't, that's right. You don't get angry when you're high. That's right. You're just, that's Aubrey. That's like, the other one. Yeah. I mean, he get, you know, he that's not who he is when, when he gets high. He doesn't get snippy and angry. He just kind of checks out. and <laughs> <You> Just, just <laughs> he gets a little far away? Yeah, he just kind of like, eh, eh. it just kind of, yeah, just nothing really, no. He doesn't really want to talk. He just, right. where Aubrey is, you know, she's going to let you know exactly what she feels <laughs> when she's high. Um, you know, that, that is really something. It's funny. It reminds me of a story that has nothing to do with diabetes. But my a friend of mine is in his 40s like I am. And his father one time made one of those, like, slips between his two sons. And I can tell when I talk to my friend that it's stuck with him his whole life. Like, I hope he's not listening to this. But he had an older brother who was a couple years older, and he went to a, a work function with his father, if I remember correctly. And um, my friend's name is Mike, and his brother's name is Jim. And my, and my friend's father turns to this guy he works with and says, hey, this is my son, Jim. And then looks at him and realizes it's not Jim, it's Mike. And he goes, oh, no, it's the other one. <laughs> and the words the other one, I feel, have stuck in Mike's head his entire life. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, oh, hell, God. I'm the other one? Like, why can't he be the other one? And <laughs> So it, it is really difficult. And, you know, I remember making fun of my parents for it at some point when you, your mom gets a little charged up and runs through all your siblings' names before she gets to you. And, you know, and, and I've found myself doing it a time or two, I guess, you know, and you can trip for a word. And I am exhausted in my defense, so... <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. And I'm, I listen. I'm okay with my family. I don't want you to get me wrong, but I am, I am terrible with people's names. Like really, really bad. I was announcing Arden's softball game the other day. It's a little recreation softball game, and I thought it would be fun if somebody went on the microphone and played some music in between innings and said the kids' names before they hit. And she's been playing with this girl for years, and she comes. I can see her on deck, and I'm texting my wife, and I'm like, "What's that girl's name?" I know, I know it. You, you, you know, like, and I'm like, I don't know. And I could think of her last name, which is what made it worse. And I was like, "Hey, what's this girl's first name?" And my wife's like, "Are you stupid?" And I was like, "I just tell me your name." And, you know, help somebody help. I'm help. trying to be a good guy. You know, so all right. So okay. So are they? Here's an interesting question. Are they both using the same pump? Because they are not. Okay. Are, as much as we try to convince, um, Aubrey's on Medtronic, and uh, she just actually got has now on her second Medtronic. She was on one for three years or so, and um, got a new one. Um, Colin started out on, with Omnipod, and um, just we did. He had some really ish, some just some issues, and he actually went off the pump for a while and did it back to injections, okay. and. Um, and, and Omnipod was great, you know, working with us with it. But he was just, he was done. Right. <laughs> and and uh, it was like, is this worth the emotional turmoil right now? Um, and so, uh, but he is now on the T-Slim is what okay. he's using. So, um, yeah, so we have two different, <laughs> yeah, two different pumps, two whole sets of supplies. and <laughs> Two different and drawers taken up with things. Exactly. But it, I thought it was an interesting question because, you know, I mean, I don't know how to like dumb it down, but you know, if, when I buy things around the house, when I need two of them, I buy the same one, and it, it stands to reason well, exactly. that you'd be like, well, well, you know, Aubrey's using Medtronic, so here a Medtronic, and and then, but then it pops into your head that people say all the time, like you know, different pumps for different people, and and different you know ideas yeah. for different people. What was it, like not specifically about Medtronic, but what was it about? Was it a personal thing or was it a technical thing? How did he not end up going with what I'm assuming you were like, could you just get this so we can buy the same supplies twice, <laughs> right. please? But, you know, well, how did that happen? Well, I, you know, when he initially went on the pump and went with Medtronic or with, uh, with Omnipod, he was all about he wanted to do the tubeless. Mm. I mean, that was, a, that was the selling point for him. Um, he was doing you know, soccer and baseball, and he was like, I, I don't want the tubes. Um, Aubrey always carried her her pump in a bag around her waist, you know, those little, um, I forget what they're like called. A speed bell uh, or something like that. Or... Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think in his mind, he thought I have to carry it in a little pouch. Around like, my I'm not waist. getting a I purse. Don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to do that. And, um, and so, and, and he, you know, we, he did all the research. He like, we're like, you know, he, on the computer, he's looking at all the different companies and he's like, I want to do, I want to do oh, the tubeless. Great. And so, uh, we went down that road and, and, um, but then when, after, then when, after he went off shots or back to shots and, um, um, was doing that for a while and he actually participated in a, in a study with Nova Nordisk, um, for a new insulin and our, you know, we did that while, <laughs> while he was doing injections. Right. 
Um, and then um, we, he was wanting to go back on the pump again. And we're like, well, what about Medtronic? You know, Aubrey, you know, she's not, she's had very little to any, to hardly not any issues with the Medtronic. Like, would you consider that? He's like, mm, you know, <laughs> hesitant. Like, and, I don't want to use the same thing as my sister or. You know, I don't know if that's what it is it or doesn't... why, but we're at a, an event with riding on insulin, um, one of their ski, their ski camps. And, um, and his, his coach uh, that was his coach and that was with his group. Um, they were with T Slim, and so Colin saw it in motion mm-hmm. there, and that's then what turned Kinda him on. He liked it. His imagination. Yeah, yeah. It, it caught his attention. It you know it looks like an iPhone. It's you know it's it very looks a more slick. He's, he's a yeah. techie, and so it, it appealed to him in that sense, and um, and so we you know we went to, we went with that, and he's been really happy with it, and. Um, and it's you know for for us he he only deals with that for Linda my wife and I you know when we're like helping them with mm-hmm. their pump we have to always remember okay now how do you get to that part <laughs> you know what, what what sequence of clicks do we do here to get there because they're different they're yeah. very different do you find one of you understands one better than the other do you gravitate towards helping one of the kids over the other one because of that well I think yeah my I know the T-Slim more than my mm-hmm. wife does. So she's usually like, would you help him with that? I got you. <laughs> um, if, we, you know, if we need to make any changes or anything, it's just I, I can help him with it quicker than she can. So, um, Well, I, I find myself wondering about this idea of like two siblings reasonably close in age, right? I'm, you know, they're right a yeah. couple of years. Yeah, Do they help each other with their diabetes? Because, I, you know... I, Cole's 15, Arden's going to be 11 this summer, and uh, Arden needed help with her math homework the other night, and I looked at it, and I was like, well, I can't believe this, but I don't know how to do that, so let me go get your your brother. And I had to grab him first and look him in the face and go, all right, I need you to go downstairs. I want you to help Arden with her homework. This is a favor for me, not a favor for her. I don't want you to go downstairs and argue with her or start a fight with her. I just go downstairs like I'm paying you. And he goes, are you paying me? And I'm like, I'm letting you live here. I was like, I said, but I, I said, please. And then sometimes, don't get me wrong, sometimes they're, you know, I look in the living room and they're sitting like on top of each other watching television together or something like that. But, but I don't think they instinctually look at each other and go, oh, look, that one needs help. Or I know something that one might might really benefit from but is this different or is there a kinship with the diabetes there is sometimes <laughs> i mean just you know they're they're siblings and so they they argue and colin is um oh so helpful when she you know when it's obvious that she is high <laughs> he is you know very quick to tell her and i'm like that's not helpful right, right, right now yeah. um, <laughs> and not good and not you're not doing well for being married later either this is yeah. exactly I mean, let, let daddy exactly. give you a piece of advice about pointing out when people aren't in a good mood <laughs> <laughs> oh man and so yeah um but they they you know there is a a, a kinship that they have yeah, over I would, it. I would, uh, you would have to imagine and, even though yeah, yeah, and and it's interesting because um, you know we're in a small school district. We have you know we have you know one junior high, mm-hmm. one high school, you know all these things. And so Aubrey's in the the middle school, intermediate school yeah. right now, and she'll be moving up to junior high. Um, and so they're t- today 
um, there there are five kids in her sixth grade class that have uh, type one. That have type one, and um, and so they're taking a field trip over to the junior high today uh, to you know meet the nurse and see where the where the nurse's mm-hmm. office is and you know just kind of become familiar with things and um, and Colin's like oh I'll have to be down there when you guys come so I mean there yeah, is yeah, a, yeah. there is like we're in this together Excellent. kind of thing and um, he probably thinks they're you know gonna do something fun so he'll he wants to be a part a good of it maybe yeah. it's just a good excuse to go to class maybe in his mind he's like if i told my teacher that my sister's coming i can get out of here for 15 minutes how do they manage um the the methods for management at school similar do they both go to the nurse um they do the school um our school well with having five in one grade um I mean, they've obviously you just go, you just go to the diabetes hall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, like with Aubrey, when she was diagnosed, there are two other kids. There's now two more have been diagnosed since she was diagnosed, and so they're a little, you know, a little posse of <laughs> diabetes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, they, you know, they help each other out, and um, and so they've, yeah, they, you know, they like go and they all go and. Um, do their checks before lunch together all, you know, in her grade, they all go to the nurse's office and, and kind of drop their mm-hmm. stuff and, um, leave it there with the nurse and then come back and she just makes sure they're, they've counted their carbs correctly and that kind of stuff. And so and, they test on, uh, on a, on intervals because you said in there, they don't, they don't use a glucose monitor, right? So, so just right, you, use, right. you use certain times a day or how they feel. Um, yeah, yeah, it's based, they, I mean, they're testing, um, uh, at school, they're testing before the meal. Um, there's if when there's uh, PE because Aubrey doesn't have PE every day. In right. Her, so food they, activity. Uh, food activity. Food. Yeah, and then if they feel high or low, up or down. If if they just need to check their blood sugar because they're like, hmm, I don't think I feel mm-hmm. great. They do that in class. They don't go to the For nurse. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. But they do the the lunch checks with the nurse. Um, but is and, the nurse um, is the nurse actually involved, or are they just there? Is it one of? They're just there. She's just um, yeah. They so just, it's one of those school she, comfort things. Like the school's comfortable correct. that uh, you're giving insulin and and you're with the nurse, and for some reason that makes right. everybody happier. Right. Gotcha. Exactly. Do you consider skipping yeah. that at, at any point? Is that coming up? I mean, it has to. Be. Um, Colin, you know, in the junior high, it's a lot less. It's a lot more. The school is more relaxed mm-hmm. with it, and so. He's very much, they, they use, um, they'll like have, um, the nurse will say, why don't you just text me your number before you go to lunch? That kind of thing. So she's, she's kind of keeping an eye on him, um, but he doesn't have to always right. go there. Um, he, I think he goes there probably sometimes just because he likes the attention, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, when Arden moved from elementary to middle school and we had to have that new talk with, you know, a nurse that I didn't know before and, I, and, and she's sitting there just a little dumbfounded and she's like so let me get this straight your daughter has type 1 diabetes i'm never going to see her and i was like yeah she's never going to come to you i said it is my absolute goal that you never see her and and yeah. so she goes well what about when she gives herself insulin i said well she'll you know she and i'll will text real quickly and take care of it like that and she goes but then i won't know what she got and i was like yeah yeah, you won't know. And she goes, well, I know what all the kids get. And I said, um, Arden's had diabetes for like eight years. Do you know about any of the insulin she's ever gotten? And she goes, no. And I, I pointed to Arden next to me and I went, and there she is. She's fine. You, you know, like, like you know, it's, I, and I tell her, I, was like, I, I genuinely appreciate your concern 
and your desire to help. And I moreover appreciate that this is how you do it. So it feels very uncomfortable for you that you're not going to be yeah. doing it this way. But, you know, I, I, not that I don't, I mean, in my mind, you're here for like an emergency, you, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I know this is how it's been done for so long. And it does make sense on a lot of levels. I mean, because I mean, I end up saying this a lot, but a lot of the things I say, like, try this. I, I will say at the end, I only try this because we have a glucose monitor and Arden can see her blood sugar. Right, right, right. right. If, yeah, if Arden yeah. didn't have that, then I'd be like, hey, why don't you go talk to the nurse? You, you know, like like just to be sure. Um, right. But, you know, it just for us, it ended up being a time thing. And I know we talked about it in a, in a past podcast, but we just recognized mm -hmm. she was missing a lot of school. And, you know, yeah, so yeah, we're like, how do yeah. we get? And eventually, too, in my mind, I thought at some point this isn't going to be necessary. You know what I mean? Like when she's 17, like, you know, like, is she really going to need to tell the nurse then? You know, like that. So let's get away from it as soon as we can. Do you think right, about, because right. I, you and I spoke very briefly back and forth in an email when we were setting this up, but is, is a glucose monitor something you're considering? It is something we've considered and, um, are, you know, Colin is probably more interested in it than Aubrey okay. is, um, and so we just, at our last endo appointment, we were talking about Dexcom with mm -hmm. Colin and with the doctor. And, and um, so, it's you know, I think on that the would table. be something that we do. Yeah, for mm -hmm. Colin, sooner than later. Aubrey, with her new with her new Medtronic, she could do the Medtronic CGM. I, we've heard, you know, mixed reviews about that. But um, she's still, uh, probably our biggest issue with Aubrey right now is just, uh, it, available places for her. Um, is for she her. tiny frame? She's tiny yeah. framed, and so we're just like, well, yeah, I know it does. We haven't had issues. With, like we've we've never struggled with lows in the night, um, and and so we're kind of like, mm, if 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 it's not necessary right this moment, we we want to do it down right. the road, but it's you know we're just kind of. Let's just take it where, for each day as it is. Well, and, I think uh, if it's working for you, it's working for you. Right. It, yeah, and that's kind of how it is right now. I think Colin would like to know, especially he's you know he's a, he's in sports and Aubrey isn't, and so for Colin in sports, he'd really like to know where he's at all the time. I mean that that would be helpful yeah. for him. And and um, so I think I think we will go there with Colin before, way before we go there with, with right, Aubrey. Right. Right. Okay. Well, that makes you yeah, listen again. It sounds like personal preference and situational and, you know, hey, do right. what you need to do and yeah. you know, do yeah. what you have to do and take that extra money and buy yourself something for one of your 37 children that you have. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, okay. So I guess my next question has to be, um, you're coming into the teen years with Colin and do you have any thoughts or fears about what's on its way? And do you have any idea about how you're going to handle those things? You, you know, I mean, what do you do when the the day comes when he's just like, I just didn't check, so leave me yeah. alone, old man. Yeah, 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 right, right. I think he, Colin, as our as our first child, he is probably the um, more <laughs> the pleaser. You know, like he. He is not the one that always challenges okay. us, and so he's pretty conscientious just about everything in, mm -hmm. in his in his world. And so, 
Um, like we never have to, he, we can send him off for the whole, well, we'll send him off for a whole track meet and we might go over for part of the race, but we're not there the whole time. And he's there. We're, you know, we're texting back and forth with him every once in a while, but he know like he accurately estimates carbs, yeah. you know, on like on track food, you know, like, he's like, Hey, this, this will be that. And so he gives himself insulin and honestly, we, we feel really good about it. He knows what things right. are. And he has the, you know, he has Calorie King on his iPhone, and he looks things up. Aubrey, on the other hand, you can ask her how much do you think that has, and she's like, uh, "Why are you bothering? Why 10. are you bothering me? Everything's <laughs> ten. Leave me alone." Hey, uh, yes, how old is she now? Uh, Aubrey's yeah. eleven. I mean, Arden, Arden's yeah, very nice. catch as catch can when you ask her a question. Like sometimes she's answers right on, and then sometimes she answers, and I was like, "You don't know what you're talking about, do you?" You, you, you know. So it's just, I think it's time. You know, and maturity. Well, I, I think so too. And I, we just laugh because Aubrey, her her go to is how many how many carbs do you think you're going to eat right now? Oh, 40. I mean, she always she had a nice 40. round number in her head. Um, yeah. I'm like, um, I think that meal is a lot more than 40. Aubrey. Like, no, I'll stop <laughs> at 40. Don't worry. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, I, but he, you know, he'll start uh, driver's ed next year. You know, so that dri- the driving aspect mm-hmm. of things and. Um, and those things come into our mind. Um, but you're not letting it slow him down or anything not, like that. Yeah. No, no, that's no, definitely, no, I, in my no. opinion, that's the that's the way to go. And, and in a future podcast, everyone's going to hear. Uh, I just I finished two different um, interviews that are going to get spliced together. I don't know if you heard about the egg crack challenge and and Will Hover, oh, yeah, but yeah. I, I I interviewed a couple weeks ago Will's uh, friend Paige who's kind of been behind keeping the egg crack challenge going since his passing. And yesterday I had a really emotional conversation with his mother. And, Mm. um, I just thought, and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it here, I guess, but her message is really, really worth hearing Mm. for people whose children Mm. have type one. So, um, but, but suffice it to say, I, I completely agree with you about not limiting things and, and, you know, just letting him live his life. So, yeah, yeah, and you know we, like I said, he play he, he plays soccer. He's on you know travel team and and is doing track right now and and you know so he we just we want him to enjoy his life and and have as much fun as possible. Um, yeah, hey, listen, I mean with, you know, that's how he's going to figure out how to handle himself. You know, is being exactly. put in a situation. Exactly. It's how you learned how to take care of him. And it's going to right. be how he learns right. how to take care of himself. And, you know, so that one day you can, you know, with a lot of confidence and love, stand at the front door and be like, all right, now get out of here and never come back. <laughs> Please, right. your, your mother and I have to see if we still like each other. Go to college. <laughs> you know, and we, um, they, they both have attended uh, an ADA mm-hmm. camp uh, for the last three, I think it'll be their fourth year this year. And, you know, so they have these high school students, college students that are volunteering with them. And so they see these older kids managing. And I think that has been a huge thing for, for Colin, especially to see, you know, see these older, older kids living their life, you know, and, and managing their diabetes. I think that's, that's probably been the biggest asset of the camp for us is just that they see these older kids doing it so much so that Colin's like, you know, I think this is last year he can go to camp as a camper, and he's you know he's already thinking, oh, I, I think I'd be like to go volunteer, yeah. be a counselor. Yeah, listen, yeah. every part of life is like that. And, you know, until you 
you can struggle and try to figure out your way, but when you look up and see someone else doing it, then all of a sudden it's it's a little right. like an instruction manual. It's a little like a pat on the butt. Like, look, he did it. I can do it. And, you know, right. that, that's fantastic. I mean, it, absolutely. You can't replace that kind of experience, I don't think. I mean, and, and it's what the community is online even. You, you know, right. it's, it's right. what community in general exactly. does for you. So, hey, guys, just a quick break. I am going to experiment with something today. So you can add bonus episodes to bonus episodes, bonus material to a podcast episode. So I'm going to add at the beginning of the podcast, you heard me talk about going and speaking at a diabetes event. So I have the audio from that, but it's a little far away. It was my first, my first try at, at recording live sound in a, in a, like in an auditorium. So it's not bad, you can hear it, but it's not crystal clear and it's not great. I didn't want to make it the audio from the talk its own episode because I didn't want to put you through that. Um, but I do want to make it available. So I'm going to put it up as a bonus, as bonus, ep oh my gosh, I can't talk, I'm so sorry. Um, this episode has been wrought with technical difficulties, so I've spent like the last hour fixing it. This is not your fault, please don't feel bad. Anyway, um, I'm going to put this the audio up from this speaking engagement as bonus um, content on this episode. I wish I could tell you how to find it, but this is my first time with it too. I think it's just going to pop up in the feed like everything else. Nevertheless, give it a listen if you want. I think it's um, it's a good listen. I just, like I said, it's a little far away uh, in the audio. I'll pump up the volume as much as I can. And uh, that's pretty much it. Okay, let's get back to talking to Matt. Bye-bye. Diabetes can be such a, a vexing problem. It's like a Rubik's cube sitting in front of you and you pick it up once in a while and you're like, I bet you I could figure out how to get this A1C a little lower or how to stop this low. And then you turn the thing for a couple minutes, you put it down and you go, I can't figure this out. And then one day you walk in the room and the thing's just the same color on all sides and you don't even, almost don't even know how you got it there. And, and so, so I think you have to keep in the fight a little bit, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it, because it becomes clearer at, at some, at some juncture, how long do you think, how long were you living with diabetes until you found clarity and didn't feel, you know, kind of unsure and uneasy? I'm not that you don't sometimes still, but day to day, minute to minute, like that panicky feeling. Um, you know, I don't, I don't remember ever really having that panicky figure feeling um, okay. prolonged. I, you know, I remember thinking like the, the first time we sent her, like she went and stayed the night at, uh, a, our friend's house, mm -hmm. you know, that like, I remember those moments of like, Oh, um, uh, you know, just so much anxiety about that. But I, I don't remember Linda and I, either one having a lot of, um, anxiety about it. Anxiousness, you know, Linda, with Linda being um, uh, a critical care nurse, she is, she thrives. Um. She probably feels like there's nothing that could happen that she probably couldn't just like handle with two fingers. Right, right, right. right. And you know, I think you know we had a scary, a scary thing with Colin at school um, a few years ago, um, where they just did not recognize that he was lethargic. They thought he was sleeping and thought he was being disrespectful and gave him an attention instead of <laughs> recognizing that uh, his blood sugar was 35. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that caused us a little bit of panic. Like, Oh, we're sending him to school every day. And this is the end of the school year. Right. 
they still don't have a clue what's going on. Yes, I've, uh, I've had a couple of those experiences very recently where there were people who I was 100% sure had a, a, a fairly firm grasp, and then they said something, and I was like, oh my Jesus, I didn't realize you don't understand this at all. <laughs> you know, and like, well, he, he, you know, he didn't have the normal signs of being low. Or mm-hmm. like, still, wouldn't it have been worth signs. it? Like, eh, just <laughs> let's waste one test trip on this before we start giving him detention. Exactly. Like, he, you know, he's almost passed out, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that, you know, there's been, there have obviously been moments, um, but we've, um, see, I think my, I think immediately we, we found people, you know, with having other people in our school district that were already diagnosed, we already had an immediate community of some families that were already going through it. So we, it all makes it feel more normal, right? Yes. Yeah. We already had these people who were like right there with us saying, call me whenever you need to call, you know, all those things. And that, that really alleviated, I think in a, in a lot of ways, some of the, the uncertainty and you know, is she going to be okay when Aubrey was diagnosed? I, um, I feel just like seeing other people. I feel like I had an experience that set me on a path of being more nervous, and it was like six months into Arden having type one, and and I give I gave her too much insulin, like I, I really yeah. miscounted something, yeah. and she had a seizure that we took care of in the house, and she ended up going to the hospital, you know, afterwards. But to be honest, Kelly and I, Kelly mostly, I was spent most of the time fumbling with the the glucagon, which I never did quite figure out in that moment, but, um, Kelly used glucose gel and, you know, she was, by the time the rescue squad got there, the seizure was over and, Mm, and we know now, like we didn't even have to go to the hospital really, like it was fine, but we went and, and it was, I think it was taking that like situation from a theoretical where the doctors are like, Hey, you know, here's glucagon and this in case, you know, there's ever a seizure. But, you know, for the first six months until there was a seizure, I never imagined it would really actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then once it happened and I was like, okay, like that's not just something we're going to talk about, like an earthquake that knocks California into the ocean, you you know, like, like, you know, like, you know, because really if anyone took that seriously, no one would live in California. (laughs) And, and, And so not that it can't happen, but I'm just saying there's a, there's a disconnect you have, you know, in your head. And I had a disconnect about the seizures. Like I thought this will never happen. Then it happened, and then I became more, you know, concerned and and constantly concerned, like you know, because it, it it did happen so invisibly. You know, she was fine right yeah, until she wasn't right, fine, right. and then I think the next thing that probably came along, and you know, cemented my feeling was uh, when we did a a blind Dexcom study for like her her endo was like I want to put her on a a, a CGM. It's just a blind study for a week, just so I want to see if she's getting low overnight. And I was like, oh, I mean, you can do that if you want, but what a waste of time. Because when I put her to bed, I put her to bed at this blood sugar, and when she wakes up, she's like 90 every day. I'm a mad, a absolute mad magician at this, and uh, you don't understand how, what a waste of your resources. You're, But okay, go ahead. And so that blind study showed me that I was putting Arden to bed at like 150, thinking she was waking up at 90 and in my mind I imagined this very gentle 60 point drop down to this happy place in the morning but she was going from like 150 to like 40 <laughs> and, wow. then, and then back up to 90 oh, and wow. that was lasting yeah. like for long periods of time over the night so we 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 hit that study and then moved on to a you know to get a CGM for ourselves you know so we could 
we could stay ahead of that. But the fear didn't leave me mm-hmm. immediately because I was like, oh, I wonder what else is happening that I don't see happening. Yeah. You, you know? yeah. And, yeah. And it really, I think, so maybe it's just, maybe I'm, maybe it is just kind of dumb luck and happenstance. Like you've got people around you who have diabetes. You haven't any, like had anything like that hit you. So you have this confidence that comes from, right. from seeing your life work out every day, you know, confidence like that. Well, and I think, I definitely think had we had an experience like you're saying with Arden at, you know, with too much insulin and whoa, yeah. that I think that, that would give cause. You might, have, <laughs> might have spun you around for a second. You'd be like, "Hey, you know what? I heard you say you didn't really want the CGM. I don't. I don't. I. I, I genuinely don't care. Here it is. And, and so uh, we're just gonna stick it right here, and everything's yeah, good. Yeah. No. No. It, it's well. It's listen. It's it's great to hear that you don't you don't have that, and the kids are doing well. Like you're very happy with with their progress, and you know their blood tests and their quarterly blood tests and everything. You feel like things are going well, right? Yeah, yeah, I think we'd like um, – Colin's A1C was has kind of jumped up for a little while, I think, just puberty, puberty and yeah. all that stuff. Um, and so we're on a better path towards a better, lower numbers now. Um, I, I think our I don't think, I don't think our endo was surprised by it. She's like, yeah, he's 14. He's like, – yeah, you know. I think we all expect that to happen. Yeah, and I, how did you I, handle it? Was it – did you up – like your slow acting insulin or was it just a time? Did you have to wait for a growth spurt to end or? Um, it was, I think it had a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. he was, he definitely had a, a big growth spurt and, um, but then we, we just, we really got more, um, aggressive with different parts of his day mm-hmm. and, and changing those basils throughout just really kind of honing in on some key times of the day where he seemed to be trending higher and um and he just he's eating like a horse yeah. so you know yeah, yeah so i want you to talk about that a little bit though because in your note to me that was the other thing you said that after one of the past episodes of this podcast about being bold with insulin ah, yeah. you, that you are wanting to be more bold but that your kids don't use cgms right. so it isn't as simple as just like push more insulin and we'll see what happens so can you walk because i can't do this tell people how you're being more aggressive with insulin without the benefit of a glucose monitor like what are ways you're making that a reality? I think in some some of it is just um, noticing more of the trends um, and being quicker to adjust um, our basils. I think we were we have been slower to adjust because we'd had a couple times where we we're like, oh wow, the last three days he's been going high. Let's adjust this, and then for the next week, like we we didn't adjust it, and then for the next week he was like going low during that time. So we're like, okay, there was no pattern. We thought there was a pattern starting. And, but I think we've just, in the last two, literally like in the last two weeks, we've just um, just tried to take a closer look at some of these patterns. And he's had a cold in the middle of all this. Mm. <laughs> and so we're like... Makes it much harder. Yeah, yeah. And so we're, we're boosting, the, you know, we're, we're kind of boosting his, his insulin just because um, it doesn't really seem to be making a difference what we're giving him. Uh, because of some cold stuff. I find that during those times, like when those, those, you know, where, where everything feels like the insulin's not working, if it's a cold or something like that, it always feels like a, like a science fiction movie to me. Like you're flying a spaceship and the captain's like, more power, more power, more power. And you're like, eh, we're not speeding up. Just dump more in. And at some point you say to yourself, 
is this even doing anything? <laughs> you know, like, what if I stopped giving insulin? Would the blood sugar even move then? Like, you know, like, it, it, because it's confounding, right? Like, it doesn't matter what the number is. You pick any number. Say you're at 220 and it won't move. Mm-hmm. And you give more insulin and more insulin and more insulin and it just doesn't go down. But you're like, it also isn't going up. Like, how well, does it, how does it right. magically just stay right there? Right. <laughs> and, right. and is this insulin keeping it at 220 or like... And, and if not, then what the, and it just, it's really mm-hmm. terrible because in the back of your head, you know, hey, I've done the things I'm supposed to do, like hydrated, you know, I know the, right. the, the site's working well, like all this other stuff. And there's just this tick in the back of your head that's like, when this insulin starts to work, it's all going to work at once. Right. And then we're going to be rushing gonna in the be, other direction. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have you considered eating a loaf of French bread? There, here, you're, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever wondered what that my my Apple Watch wants me to stand up? But I'm recording a podcast Apple Watch. I can't do that right now, so I'm just gonna say okay, push the button there, and see what happens. Um, yeah, it just it you know you get that situation where you're just like I don't feel like anything we're doing works, and then but to to your point, you also don't want to make some big adjustment because in the back of your head you think well three days from now this is gonna be gone, but you know and we'll be back to normal. I I say that those three days are worth it. You know, like, don't give those three days away just going, oh, I'm expecting high blood sugars for the next three days till this goes away. Like, don't right. do not do that. Because if that could happen twice a month, and then you've given six days away of 30, you know, and if that happened three months in a row, and, you know, you get to your endo, and you're like, oh, my A1C is a little higher than I meant it to be. What you don't remember is, is that you gave away 18 days over the last three months where you were just like, I expected high blood sugars and let them be. Right. And 18 days is a, is a huge chunk of time. So, 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 you know, so you're saying more aggressive, but also more, um, in tune with what's happening and reactive. You're being not overreactive, but you're being reactive. Right. Right. And I think, you know, our, our doctor has always been of the, um, she, you know, she wants us to, she wants us to come in and everything in our settings and the pump has changed from last time because she wants us actively figuring out doing that. Not, Not all the doctors in, in our community are that way, but ours is. And, um, but I think, um, we, we have probably erred on the side of being slower to change mm-hmm. those settings. And I, my, and I had, I had my wife listen to the podcast. She doesn't listen to podcasts. I'm like, you've got to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I think it'll make so much sense to you as a nurse. And that's, I mean, that's it really for her. Right. Um, it, that did uh, it click with impressive. her? Oh, totally. Wow. She was, She's like, yes, I totally get that. And I think that probably is just that that mindset of being aggressive. Yeah. Um, well, if it's going to drive us to do a CGM sooner rather than later. Well, so Excellent. So if anyone's listening, it's an episode called Bold with Insulin. And if I'm guessing, it's around 10 or 11, episode 10 or 11 maybe. But if you just download them all and listen to them, you'll get to it eventually. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, no, but that makes me really happy because that's not something – you know, that was one of those things I think I said in the podcast that I would have liked to have written about on the blog, but it just, it becomes one of those things. Like I think if people can't hear your voice or if they don't read completely through, it becomes dangerous information, not, not good information, you you know? So I would hate to hear someone say how aggressive I am with insulin, but have not heard the part where I said, but I can only feel like I'm doing this because I have a glucose monitor, you know, know, so. And we obviously feel those limitations, not having it. So, um, but so we're we're trying to like how can we, so how can we how can we be more aggressive even though we don't have that with the stuff these, we do have with these parameters and we're and we're yeah. we're trying to figure that out. Good um, for you. 
I thought, you know, when you said that your doctor said that so many people are fearful of insulin, and I think that's probably where we have lived, especially with that overnight. You're like, oh, we don't want to, oh, they're just a tad high, but don't want to give it because they might drop. Right. Now, our kids don't have a history of dropping overnight, but, <laughs> but in our mind, But you like, still have oh, that fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yet, so yesterday during the day, Arden's blood sugar was, I could look it up on my text message, but it's not worth it. It's, it I'm going to be inspecific, but pretty close. I think she was 135, and it had been steady for a while. And I mean, listen, there's none of us out here who wouldn't be comfortable thinking that our kids are at school right now with a steady blood sugar of 135, right? Right, right. But I texted her, and I was like, let's bump that number and see what happens. <laughs> and and she's like, okay. And I was like, and I get, you know, Arden, 64 pounds, you know. And I was like, uh, 0.25. So it's a quarter of a unit, right? Mm-hmm. And and we did it. And a little while later, I got it got her blood sugar to 101. And so it might not seem like such a big deal, but it was, you know, it was 34 points for a couple of hours that didn't count against, you know, didn't count against her. And, and I know in my head, like, I don't know how, I don't know how over the top this sounds to people, but I have this feeling and I was, this it'll be too late for this. So nobody, you can't do this once you hear this, but it's diabetes blog week right now while we're talking. And I opened up my blog to people who don't have blogs. I said, if you don't have a blog, but you want to write for Diabetes Blog Week, contact me and I will post your your writing. And so a, a handful of people have taken me up on that. And I just got text today from someone that I haven't posted yet. And she used this bit of symbolism. And it's not symbolism because I feel the same way. She goes, sometimes I picture the extra sugar rushing through my son's body. And I, I absolutely know what she's talking about. I find myself explaining to people, you know, I'll never forget when I looked at um, a sugar molecule for the first time, a magnified picture of a sugar molecule, and it struck me that it's jagged, just like a granule of sugar is that comes out of the yeah. sugar bowl. And then I realized, like, that's how it happens. That's how you get an aneurysm or go blind or an artery, you know, pops from the inside out. It's you're being scraped on the inside by the sugar rushing through your blood and the tinier and the finer that these bloods and cap, you know, blood, blood, you know, capillaries and things like that are the less they're going to take before they weaken. And I have to admit that there's a animated graphic in my head of a giant jagged cube of sugar rolling through my daughter. Like, and that, that is, you know, not constantly, Matt, don't get me wrong. I'm right. I'm not ill, but when I, you know, when I stop and think, I'm not ill that I know of, by the way. And by the way, would anyone mentally ill know they were mentally ill? So, you know, but, but, um, but that does pop into my head. Like, and, and I think to myself, like, I need to lessen that. Like, that's what I want to lessen. And so, you know, CGM and being a little aggressive, 135, 101, I'll take that, you yeah, know, like, yeah. and, and I'll tell you what, next time I'll try more than a quarter. I'll try to get to 90. <laughs> so, but it's that, it's, it's that slow no- move. Oh, go ahead. I just meant that it's because you were saying like, why don't I make that adjustment when I know it's not that much insulin and they don't have a history of getting low and you, it's just, you're just trying to edge it a little lower. You don't want some grand drop or anything like that. You just would like a drift. So I'm sorry. Well, cause, cause I know they feel a whole lot better when they're in that range. It's, I mean, yeah. so why I want them there, right? I, I want, I want them there. Arden woke up this morning. Her blood sugar was right at like a hundred. She woke up, she had such a good 
there was such a, a like a, a a lively look on her face. Her skin yeah. looked good. Her attitude was great from the, her, her eyes opening. And then when that happens, and I I repeat myself sometimes, but then I look at her and I think that's her. Like that's who Arden's supposed right. to be. You, you right. know. And the closer I have her blood sugar to this spot, the more opportunity she gets to be Arden and not an affected version of Arden. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. That really is the whole crux of this to me. You know, it's the, it's it's trying to defend their long-term health and defend their short-term health and defend their ability to be themselves. And you get to do that with insulin, really. I mean, that's yeah. that's what your that's your tool. One, one tool for three fights, and you know, it isn't. It's certainly not a perfect tool, but it's it's not bad either. So. Yep. Yep. That. Thank you for contacting me and wanting to do this. I believe you are the first solo dad. Uh, ah. There is no, there is no prize for that. Um, <laughs> I don't want you to get too excited. Um, you know, we had Isabella's dad was on in a splits show uh, earlier yeah. in the podcast, and it was definitely cool. Um, and at the same time, you, you know, there are so many dads out there, and, and I hope more, you know, want to take the reins because I tell you, I'm getting pretty consistent emails from moms who are like, "I'd love to be on the podcast." I'm like, "Great!" And so. I met uh, for the first time have have shows in the can, <laughs> so right. I would usually say to you, "Well, Matt, thanks for doing this on a Friday." And look up on Tuesday, your show is going to be on, but it might take a couple weeks for it to get up. So, <laughs> kind of proud of myself about that, actually. Um, did we miss anything that you wanted to talk about, or is there anything you want to that you wanted to bring up that I just didn't ask you? I don't think so. I don't not. I didn't have anything. We're awfully chitty chatty. You talk. Oh. You 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 uh. You're uh, you didn't need a lot of prompting, Matt. You could do this. And you could do, you could have done this. I could have said, and everyone, this is Matt. And I, I could have went and got a sandwich. You were great. You did a fantastic job. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you having me oh on. Oh my god. Uh, so, um, Matt, I'm going to stop now. Uh, but you and I are going to keep talking for a second. So let me just uh, let me pause this. Hey, listen. If you're enjoying the Juice Box podcast, please go onto iTunes, leave a rating and a review for the show. It helps the show find other listeners. Share it with your friends, tag me on the Instagram or Facebook or whatever, at Juicebox Podcast, and um, that's pretty much it. I appreciate you listening. Next week, going to be right back with another episode. I think next week we're going to talk to, hmm, here, well, listen, hang out for a second. You can hear me uh, how the sauce is made. I have two possibilities for next week. Should I post a show about a mom who travels all the time with her daughter who has type 1? Because I thought that one was good. Actually, you know what? Summer's coming up. Let's do the travel one. Let's do that. Okay, so next week's going to be a, a diabetes mom named Stephanie Mason talking about her extensive world travel with her daughter and type 1 diabetes. All right, cool. Until next week. <laughs>